Welcome to the Illuminate Church Podcast. We hope today's message is encouraging to you. Welcome to week five of Hi, I'm Jesus. Everyone say hello to Jesus in your own personal way. We welcome you, Jesus. Glad that you're here. How many weeks are there to this series? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, I hope for the rest of your life, every week you spend time getting to know the person of Jesus. That this becomes a lifelong pursuit of your daily living. Every moment trying to understand who he is. Because the more you know Jesus, the more you know yourself. The more you know Jesus, the more you know your purpose. The more you know Jesus, the more you'll understand what it means to be loved and to love and to serve and to give away your life the way that Jesus gave us. And then you find the greatness of God through knowing the person of Jesus. You following? Are you following? So this series has three more weeks, and then it's Easter, so uh, it is wrapping up, and praise God for Easter, March 31st. Here's what I want to tell you. Y'all are, y'all are in the good crowd. Uh, we're going to have a service at 9, 11, and 1. I want you to aim for the 9 and the 1, church, regulars, 9 and the 1, Mount Vernon, 9 and the 1. Don't be, don't be late, okay? Uh, so what we're going to learn today from the Gospel of John as we understand the signs that Jesus performed recorded there in the gospel. And what Jesus wants to teach us today is the benefits of eating bread. Somebody say glory. glory. Come on. I'll open the altars right now. You come flooding. Give me that bread. We go to Carabas to eat the bread. Let's be honest. If you go to Colombia and downtown celebration, you go there to eat the bread. Let's just be honest. It's like dessert. You go to Olive Garden to eat the bread, you go to Blaze Pizza to eat the crust, which is the, you go to Panera, never. <laughs> I cannot afford my mortgage and Panera. <laughs> so we choose to pay the mortgage in Jesus' name. If you work at Panera and love Panera, God loves it too. And I'm in the wrong here. You are in the right, clearly. So what are the benefits of eating bread from a physical standpoint? Let's just talk about this for a moment. Uh, first of all, you get a fiber punch, which is great for colonic activities. If you don't know what colonic activities are, ask your neighbor. I'm not going to say it. Uh, number two, there's prebiotic properties that come from eating bread, which means you have good gut chemistry, so you process things, digest things correctly. Number three, there's a folic acid boost that happens when you eat bread. Why is this important? Because science. I don't really know. Uh, number three... I don't know what folic acid does. Uh, uh, bread has an anti-cancer agent in it. It's a scientific fact. We need to eat more bread. And finally, bread is a complex carbohydrate. The, the more complex carbohydrates you have, uh, the, they're the, one, the fuels that go in that last a long time in your body. They're there for a long time, so you have more fuel throughout the day eating this bread. And the Cleveland Clinic did a study, and what they found out is that complex carbohydrates such as bread stimulate serotonin. You know what serotonin is? It's the opposite of like adrenaline. What makes you go like, ah! Serotonin makes you relax. Uh, cortisol, it's the opposite of cortisol. It makes you relax, right? So when you eat bread, you're less cranky. Can I get an Amen. I know what you're having for lunch. Just give me a bread. Um, yeah, praise God. So the Lord says to taste and see that he is good, and we want to eat of this bread. So turn with me to the Gospel of John that we can see the spiritual benefits of eating this bread. The Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the first three Gospels. They're known as the Synoptic Gospels. The Synoptic Gospels, that word means seen together. 
All three of the first gospels are seen together. They're kind of in the same format, follow the same storyline all the way through. Matthew, Mark, and Luke teach what Jesus did and what he taught. The gospel of John teaches who Jesus is. John wants you to know the person of Jesus. If you're brand new to the faith, if you just received Jesus in the last couple of weeks here at one of our services, my counsel to you would be to read the Gospel of John, to read it slowly, to allow the Spirit to speak to you. If it takes you two years to get to the Gospel of John, take the two years. You can't go wrong in the Gospel of John. Just read through it. You'll understand and know the person of Jesus. So let's get to know Jesus better today by reading this passage, John chapter 6. Are you ready? Nine o'clock, are you ready? Uh, The first 13 verses of John chapter 6. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he's going to do. Verse 7, Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Half a year's wages to afford the bread for all these people. Clearly, Philip is shopping and getting his bread from Panera. You got it. That's right. Verse 8, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. And if you've read this scripture before, maybe you've noted that it's only 5,000 men they counted, which means they didn't count the women, they didn't count the children. So some scholars estimate between 12 and 15,000 are seated on the hillside in front of Jesus. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. The first doggy baskets in history right here. Verse 13, so they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's true. Thank you that it never returns void. We speak your word into this house and let it fall on our spirits and produce a crop that pleases you. We ready our hearts before you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we get into the benefits of eating bread, I want to make sure that we don't get short-sighted. For the people in the scripture are very short-sighted. If you keep reading through John chapter 6, you're going to find out that they chase Jesus around to the other side of the lake. In the middle of chapter 6, Jesus walks on the water, and we're going to talk about that next week here at Illuminate Church. And then he gets to the other side, and these people have walked around the edge of the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee, to get to where Jesus was. And they come to him and say, give us more bread. We, want, we, we saw what you did. You made the bread. We want you to give us the bread. And you know what Jesus does? He doesn't give them the bread. He says, nuh-uh. Why? Because Jesus is a good steward. Jesus is a good steward. The people... We're asking him, give me the physical 
outcome I desire, but I don't care so much about the spiritual outcome, right? Jesus knew that the feeding that he gave them did not produce the greater faith that he had hoped that it would. They just wanted more bread, right? God is competent. I don't know if we've ever done this. We're, this is a beautiful, smart, incredible group of people. So I'm going to assume that none of us have ever done this, where we ask God to do something in the natural, not caring about the supernatural. We always, I'm sure, 100% of the people here, when we ask God to do something in the natural, heal a body, heal a marriage, heal our finances, heal our mental health, Whatever in the natural, we're always going to follow it through to the supernatural, to the faith side. We say, God, give me something in the natural, but also give me what you want to give me in the supernatural, the spiritual healing that I really need. God is competent. If it's not working, he's not going to do it. So what does Jesus do? He doesn't say, well, that's it. You get nothing. I gave you the physical bread. It didn't produce faith. So you're done. You're finished, right? It's not what he said, and that's probably not how he said it either. Jesus' offer to them is another kind of bread. The physical bread did not produce the faith, so he offers them the real bread that's better than the miraculous bread that they saw if they would choose to eat the real bread. Hmm. For these people, he could either be for them their magical baking man or he could be the bread of life. And that's the offer to us today. He can either be for you the magical baking man and give you things in the natural, hocus pocus, mini hocus, we talked about that last week, or he could be for you the bread of life. And he offers you which to choose to eat today, this morning. As we study the benefits of eating bread, I want you to know, for the record, this bread is gluten-free. This is good. This bread is not from Panera, which is good. Enough of the Panera jokes. I'm all, I got it. But it is from 7-Eleven, which means it's totally safe to eat. It's from 7-11 because we're going to be studying specifically verse 7 and verse 11 in this passage. And this is like a bread buffet, meaning there's multiple choices here of the benefits of eating the bread of life. I'm believing and praying that you would receive and capture one in your heart. One of them. There's, I said, I don't know how many I said, there's six of them here. And I'm hoping that one of them is for you. I'm believing that one of them is for you. Maybe two. And I want you to take it in and ingest it today into your spirit. Are you ready? Say yes. yes. Come on. Here we go. The benefits of eating bread. Number one, you'll eat this bread and you will have faith. When you eat of the bread of life, when you ingest the things of Jesus, his word, and live according to his principles, that's what it's to eat the bread, to live life according to his way, his kingdom, his culture. When you do that, you're going to have faith. Jesus asks Philip in verse six, what do you think we should do with all these people who are hungry? And Philip gives this answer. It's going to take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each person to have one bite to eat. Philip is like the man we met last week, the paralytic, invalid for 38 years. When Jesus says, do you want to be well, asking him a question, even though Jesus already knew what he had in mind to do, the man gave his natural response. These are the issues in the natural that I cannot overcome. I'm too slow. I'm too weak. People are faster than me. I can't get in the water to get healed. So Jesus, I ain't ever getting healed. He didn't even know Jesus. He's like, sir, dude, right? Philip does the same thing. In the natural, what he sees is 12,000 mouths and no money. And that's his response to give the physical, 
natural limitations at hand while Jesus is right there. (laughs) With greater faith and knowledge, Philip might have said something like this. Master, I don't know where the food is to feed this crowd, but you, Jesus, are greater than Moses. And Moses fed two million people daily. Certainly, it is possible for God to do a lesser work through a greater servant, to feed 12,000, not through a man named Moses, but through the Son of God named Jesus. Certainly, God is able. And Philip might have said, yeah, you fed all of the prophet's son through Elisha's faith. And certainly you can do this. The scriptures tell us that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Certainly, Jesus, every person here could be filled just from the words that come from your mouth. That's what Philip could have answered. And Jesus was testing him to see if he would answer it that way. And Philip said, well, because I'm a mathematician, architect, designer, science guy, that's what Philip was. I'm giving you the math I did in my head just like that. It ain't gonna happen. I'm seeing the natural limitation. You see, one thing that Philip forgot to put into the equation was Jesus. And when Jesus is in the equation, suddenly the supernatural is there. Before bread, we see the natural limitations. With bread, we see the supernatural possibilities. That's what it means to eat the bread of life to always have Jesus in the equation. If you eat this bread, you will have faith. Secondly, if you eat this bread, you will have gratitude. Everyone say gratitude. (laughs) Say it like you love it. (laughs) Gratitude, right? What do you do when you don't have enough? What do you do in your relationships when you don't have enough? When you look in the bank account and you don't have enough. When you look in the mirror and you don't think you're enough. When you don't have enough solutions. What do you do? Do you complain? Complaining does not multiply that which you need. Do you stress out? Because stressing out does not multiply the very little you have, and make it much. Do you beg God? God, please, if you love me, you'll do this. Because begging God does not multiply that which you need more of. John chapter 6, verse 11, Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. It was gratitude that multiplied the fish. Jesus thanked God. Somebody needs this today. Maybe this is the bread that you're taking home with you today. Whatever little you have, give God thanks for it and watch it multiply. If you have a little bit of peace in your relationship, maybe it's with a mom, maybe it's with an in-law, maybe it's with a spouse, maybe it's with your boss. Whatever little you have, start with that and say, God, thank you for this one little part of our relationship that's great. I know I have a lot I could complain about or stress out about or beg you to help with, but I just want to thank you for the good part. And as you thank God and give gratitude for the good part, just as Jesus did here when you eat of the bread of life, you will see that little be multiplied. 
Amen? If you got just a little bit of progress in the behavior of your children, thank God for that little bit of progress. I know there's probably a list of things you could say, man, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, but this you're doing right, so I'm going to thank God for this. I'm going to notice this. I'm not going to complain about my kids and stress out about them and beg God. I'm going to say, thank you, God, for this and this and this that they do right. If you got a little bit of money in the account, thank God for it. If you got a little bit of gas in the tank, thank God for it. If you got a little bit of headway at school with some grades, kids, students, thank God for it. And let's see God multiply. Whatever, you, whatever little you want to see multiplied in your life, this is what we thank the Lord for. Gratitude, is that for you? Is that what God has you here for today? Number three, eat bread and you will have satisfaction. Everyone say satisfaction. John chapter six, verse 11. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they needed. Is that what it says? No. Just making sure it was up there. It doesn't say uh, Jesus distributed as much as they had. Well, this is all we have, so this is all you get. The scripture's very precise and the story is very precise. Every single person got as much as they wanted. More than enough. You would think in that situation, they're like, hey, we used to be glad to get the one bite that Philip's talking about. We need to like ration this and everyone just gets a little bit. But the way that Jesus works is that he gives enough until you're satisfied. And you get to choose when you're satisfied. This is specific to each person. When we read this in the right heart, in the right light, we learn that God is not only provider, but that God is intimate. He provides to you specifically and intimately to you. Each person. I think a good question that we might have God ask us is this. Is that all you want? Is that enough? Are you satisfied? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And the Lord looks at us and says, are you, are you done eating? Is that enough? And that could be of prayer, that could be of peace, that could be of wisdom, direction, authority, healing. Is that enough? Or he could ask it this way, is that all you want? Same question, but that means, like, hey, you have something? Is that what you want? Because if that's what you want, you can have that, but it's not going to satisfy you. I can exchange that for something that will and give you what will really satisfy you, and it's personal for each person. Is that really what you want? And is what I give you all that you want? Do you want more? He's a more God. That's what it says here. I'm so glad that they'd eat, they'd, they didn't just eat just a little bit. Everybody was kind of laying back at the end with their bellies stuck up in the air and they collected 12 basketfuls. Everyone full. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. This, what is, this is what it means to eat the bread of life. Eat bread, number four, and you will have abundance. Everyone say abundance. Yes. John chapter six, verse 11. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Everybody that was seated 
got as much as they wanted. Have you ever thought for a second who that includes? When you read this story, who is seated before Jesus? We hear about the 5,000 men, so clearly they're there. We're assuming there was women. There was another person in the story, though. Do you remember? The little boy. The little boy brings his two fish and five loaves, and he hands them to Jesus, giving away his lunch to sit down for a better meal. This is incredible if you think about it. The boy came with enough food for himself, maybe to have a nice little lunch, and he left the golden corral of Jesus. He ate as much as he could. Maybe you've heard this before. I love this statement, but little is much in the hands of God. And that boy himself experienced abundance. He wasn't just gonna have the two loaves and the five fish. He gave it to the Lord and he received more than he showed up with himself. Luke chapter six, verse 38 says this, give and it will be given unto you, but not in equal measure. You give two loaves and five fish to God, he gives you the buffet. The rest of the verse says that it will be given to you Pressed down, shaken together, running over into your lap. What does that mean? If you go to the store today and buy a bag of chips, you know that a bag of chips is two-thirds, three-fourths air, right? When they filled it at their little plant, it was full, but then it got jostled around, pressed down, shaken together, and by the time it gets to you, there's a ton more room in that bag. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So when God gives to you, he does the pressing down and the shaking before he gives it back to you. He fills it up more, he presses it and shakes it, and then it's overfilling in your lap, and that's how he gives it back to you. The boy experienced that. Jesus spoke these words himself, pressed down, shaken together, it'd be given unto you. Give your time, give your mental space, give your heart to him. He'll return it to you better and more abundant than what you gave to him. Amen? That's for somebody here today. Number three, seven, eight, ten, I don't know what number I'm on, five. Eat bread and you'll have purpose. Everyone say purpose. John chapter six, verse 11. Surprise, surprise. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. The disciples did not understand or anticipate this miracle, yet Jesus invited them to participate in it, distributing the fishes and the loaves miraculously, this multiplied bread, this multiplied fish, without their work, no one gets fed. Jesus could have done it himself in some miraculous way that we can't even imagine, like, and I was like, right? But the disciples carried it out, one, one, here's more, you want more, you want more? You want more? Okay, here's more, one, one more. Anyone else want some more? Bread, bread. I don't need the fish, I'll just take more bread, Jesus. Bread, 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 right? I'm gonna say this to you this way, put on your thinking hats. Across this wall is a hallway and then the other side of that are classrooms and right now the dream team in our kids ministry is handing out miraculous bread to those kids right now. God is using them to participate in the miracle of life that those kids are receiving right now. Same thing with our first impressions team. Those over in life step one, the the atmosphere team back here, the worship team here, everybody on the dream team has fish and loaves in their hands and they're distributing it every Sunday all throughout the week, giving of life that God has given to them to miraculously distribute to the world. This 
is where purpose comes from. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, they have enough power and ability to do it themselves. Without question, they created the heavens and the earth just with words. So they could do everything in the kingdom by themselves if that's what they chose, but they chose to give us purpose in our lives to participate in the miraculous. The kingdom of heaven given to you to distribute fishes and loaves. And there's more than enough to eat for every person on the planet if the people of God are willing to distribute it. You picking up what I'm putting down? Yes? Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's the last one. Eat this bread and you'll have life. Everyone say life. John chapter six, verse 11. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. This is an interesting thought, but I want you to follow it through here with me. Bread comes from grain, right? Right? Even if you don't know us, right, say yes. You're right, correct. Well done. Ding, ding, ding. Grain has in it life. If you plant grain, you raise new grain. Yes? If you plant bread, you don't get grain. Why? Because the grain has been crushed into flour, and once it's crushed, it's dead. You don't plant flour and raise grain. You have to plant that which has life in order to receive life. Yet here is Jesus with dead bread giving life to everyone who eats it. How does he do that? It's the supernatural power of God. We said in week one, John chapter one, that the word of God, the logos of God, which is Jesus, is full of light and life. And everything that he touches, even if it's dead, comes back to life. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus himself, self-resurrection. The only resurrection recorded in history. There's resuscitations, but there's only one resurrection. Jesus, when he touches the bread, it's multiplied. It comes to life. And suddenly he's able to take that which is dead and give it to every person so that they have life. Now, of course, they're having temporary life because they're gonna need this physical bread again. And what he's trying to tell them in the end is if you eat of my flesh, what he goes on to say in John chapter six, then you'll have life. And many people ran away from Jesus at this point. Like this man's crazy. He's telling us to be cannibals and eat of his flesh. It's a hard teaching and many of them left. They thought he's crazy man. Well, thanks be to God, he's gonna give us the same opportunity but with hindsight. We have learned through the scriptures that he actually is the bread of life. We have learned after these 5,000, 12,000 people just wanted more of the miracle bread and not the bread of life that we ought to choose the other and to eat of his flesh, participate in his life. And in so doing, the benefits of the life of Jesus come with us. They work through us. I'm asking you today, will you eat this bread? God is asking you today, will you eat the bread of life? Today, we're gonna celebrate communion on purpose. You have these elements there in your hands. If you need these elements, I'm gonna ask the ushers to bring them to you. Just raise your hand like this. 
and they'll bring them to you. If you need gluten-free elements, then just wave your hand like this, and uh, there's no shame in the game. It's kind of dark when you walk in here. You might not have seen them. Anyone else? Everyone good? I'm going to say this now so that I don't disrupt later, but once you're done with this, take it with you, please. There's trash cans out there uh, on your way out. That just would help us so much to keep the house in order. You want to go ahead and open both the bread and the juice. Consider what Jesus was offering them. Consider Philip's answer and consider what your own might be in Philip's place. I see the natural limitations, but I'm holding in my gaze, Philip, in our hand, the bread of life. And with this is all the possibility of heaven. Whatever you are facing, whatever you're walking through, he's enough. Life with him is enough. Turn your heart, turn your faith, turn your behavior towards Jesus. You'll find life, satisfaction, abundance, purpose, faith, all of these come as we eat the bread of life. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he lifted the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body given for you. As often as you eat of it, do so in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you for the bread of life today. And we remember that we have a choice to eat of your miracles or to eat of you. To be sustained by the bread of life and the gift of heaven. We remember you, Jesus. Let us eat. After supper, Jesus took the cup and he raised it and he said, this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. This is the cup of the new covenant, the old covenant, you sacrificing animals for your sins, that's gone. Well, it's actually not gone, it's fulfilled now in Jesus. The perfect lamb shedding his blood for us as the final sacrifice to appease God. Father, we thank you for Jesus, his sacrifice for this blood. Lord, as we drink of the juice, we remember how great a price you paid to give us the bread of life. And we speak life into your house. In Jesus' name, let us drink. I just want to give you a moment before we wrap up here to choose a slice of this bread to eat. I'm going to say them one more time and I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to interact with your heart, to give you a knowing in your knower. That's for me. That's what I need to live out. I need to eat the bread of life. And as you do so, you'll find faith. Is that for you? Satisfaction? Everything else leaving you hungry again? tired and dissatisfied? Is he giving you today abundance? Is that for you? Is he giving to you today satisfaction? Wait, I already said satisfaction. Lord, help me. Purpose in the name of Jesus.
Is he giving you today the spirit of gratitude to be thankful in your life for what he has given you so that you can be entrusted with more? Or maybe the gift today for you is life from the ashes to rise, from the grave to run free into the newness of life. Just wanna leave you with some time just to pray that in, asking the Holy Spirit to lead you, make that personal to you. Oh God, you are good to us. Your word is true. We walk out of here different because of your word. We walk out of here different because of the work of the Holy Spirit who draws to this place so that we can be renewed in our minds, in our hearts, in our behaviors, in our words and thoughts. We thank you for your love, your kindness, your goodness, and your mercy. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We hope God is speaking to your heart through this message. If you'd like to connect with us, you can text CONNECT to 407-588-0115 or visit illuminate.church. Have a great week.